0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Hellman's Kitchen Veteran Foodie Podcast. I got another extra special guest on, not just because she's a Coast Guard veteran, but because she's <laughs> super cool, uh, Trisha, Trisha Scarrett, who runs Garden to Guts. Uh, welcome, Trisha. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. I, I, we were just talking. You're my, my third Coast Guard vet on the show, which is cool. And I've only had eight episodes, so I, you can tell I'm a little biased <laughs> towards Coast Guard vets, I guess. Should be. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> but yeah, so cool. I'm I'm super happy you were able to join up. Uh and you're 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 out in uh, Virginia now, right?
1: I am. I'm in the Hampton Roads area.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. And I know we were talking last week you were saying uh you you were looking maybe to move back to Florida at some point you're thinking?
1: Saint Petersburg. That was my favorite station, so I would love to get back
0: there. That's awesome. That's super cool. I love I love Saint Pete. I grew up in like Clearwater. Um Basically, like Clearwater, Dunedin, Palm Harbor. Okay. You're familiar. Yeah, that's cool down there. It's like a, it's like a nice, nice way of life. Everybody's like, it,
1: it is you know, chill, nice. very chill. Yeah, exactly.
0: I was, I was stationed out in like Alameda, California for for a few years, and we used to go to San Diego a lot. And I thought San Diego was like a different version of Florida, uh, know, like, so similar. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, but that's cool. So sorry, you were in the Coast Guard. So what what you do in the Coast Guard? You were an OS, right? I was. I did search and rescue. Cool. That's awesome. So what what is an OS to anybody who doesn't know the acronym?
1: An OS is an operational specialist. Um, there's two types. You have the ones on sea, and you have the ones on land, which mainly deal with search and rescue, um, flight operations, boat operations, and then you have the one that's on sea. They also do search and rescue and drug bust, but mainly navigation,
0: so. Cool. I know, uh, so I was, I was on ships my whole time in the Coast Guard, and we had an OS who basically saved us from, like, running aground at some <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got a special place in it for OSs. I was, like, up front in the bow of the ship, too, sleeping below the water lines. Oh, wow. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, i like, fucked. So, I like OSs. You're <laughs> good at my book. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's cool though. So, your favorite you know St. Pete. So that that must have been a super busy busy station, right? It so, was it
1: a sector. Um, that was a sector. Yes, sector. Okay,
0: that's that's busy, right? So you guys are you guys are handling what the people on the water out there, like all the small boats and stuff, and craziness going on,
1: or absolutely a little bit about that, as well as the planes for the air station because air station clear Water is like not too far down the street. Um, all the cutters that go in and out and then whatever events that take place outside of Coast Guard
0: activities <laughs> within the Bay. Oh yeah. I could only imagine. That's could be nuts. My uh, <laughs> one of my close buddies, probably the reason why I joined the Coast Guard, my good buddy Trevor was stationed in, um, what was that? Station Sand Key, Clearwater. Okay. Station. <laughs> and, um, he used to tell me how busy it was out there and I could only imagine so many boaters and accidents and everything in between. <laughs> That's cool though. Interesting. Cool. So how's, how's the food at the sector?
1: Uh, um, I cooked a lot while I was there. Did you? I'm guessing it was okay. I don't think I ever ate at the sector while I was there. No. We either bought food cause we had like a, <laughs> like a Uber book full of restaurants in the area and oh, yeah. we could rarely leave the sector cause OS is once you're on shift, you can't really go anywhere because um, you're like in a locked up vault. So we used to have a lot of deliveries, so or you brought your own food, but we never really got to go to the cafeteria.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Wonder, I bet too, I, I think sectors are usually run by civilians, I want to say for the food, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I'm I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. But but that's neat. Huh? Cool. All right. So, so garden to guts. Super interesting that because I like aspire to have a garden of my own. I'm, I live in Brooklyn right now, okay. New York city. So I, we, we tried to grow like a basil plant out back <laughs> and a, it got torn up by like rats basically. Oh so wow, gross. So we don't grow anything back here. I'm moving upstate eventually. Okay, we, we got like a big garden up there. So I'm super excited for that, but tell, tell me about how you got started. So it's an interesting concept. So
1: Garden to Guts was started back in 2018, right before COVID came in. Um, I'm a travel nurse by trade. So I've been doing travel nursing for years. And then when COVID hit, I had to pretty much homeschool my children. Um, and it wasn't like your regular homeschool where you're a part of a system. This was like just straight homeschooling where everything is on me, all the... Activities, the field trips is on me. So one of the activities that we had for science was gardening. And my daughter, who is the face of my logo, she was the main one in the garden um, helping me plant. And I also was picking up little contract jobs at the time, and I wasn't really fond of the medications that they were giving out during COVID. So I used to tell my patients, hey, instead of taking this, go home and, you know, cut up some garlic, mix it with honey, because I'm naturally, I'm from the islands, I'm from St. Thomas, so a lot of my remedies are natural. So they would find me on Facebook, or they would find me on social media, and they'd be like, hey, it worked, (laughs) or you know, how can I buy this from you? And I'm like, no, you can get this from your local grocery store. So when I noticed that it was working, me and my daughter, that was like one of the main things that we grow in the garden is garlic every year. (laughs) And we make sure we take up like two bins just specifically for garlic and natural herbs. Um, And then the stuff that we were growing, like eggplants and squash, are normal things that a lot of people don't usually cook with. So we would find recipes that people don't usually think they can make with these things and i just started posting them on social media like hey this is what we made and then people started ordering it and i'm like no this is just you know this is just stuff that we have in the garden so it became a meal prep thing where people actually wanted to buy these meals from us because they didn't trust themselves to cook it and now we're just a big meal prep corporation <laughs>
0: I love that. I love how it stemmed out of um, healing yourself without medication. I'm a big believer in it right. as well. Uh, one of my recent guests on here at Navy Vet, Alton Weeks, from Cell Food Organics, who basically started something similar. So he was getting medicated for different reasons, and he started making different... The
1: oh, juices. You know. I saw
0: that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, my doctor is like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> All your points are going better in the right direction. Keep doing whatever you're doing, so... I love that. That's a big, uh, so a lot of, a lot of my food on my show is plant-based, stemmed out good. of my mom, Her bout with breast cancer a few years ago. And she was like, Steve, I got to figure out like a good anti-inflammation diet, I'm trying this plant-based thing. I need you to help me think a good recipes. you're cook, like figure it out, you know? Right. And that's what got me interested back in cooking again. And basically stemmed Helman's Kitchen from all that. So, wow. Um, kind of similar in that regards. And- I'm also Italian-American, so I love garlic, so I'm probably healthy <laughs> on that side. <laughs> I eat a lot of garlic, Yeah, they probably are. too much. My wife's always like, oh, man, I'm going to have heartburn again. <laughs> but she loves how it tastes, so it's okay. But that's cool, though. That's so interesting. So how long have you been a travel nurse for? Sorry, what'd you say? A few years now? Whew. I
1: have been in the medical field for 17 years. I started out I started out as a travel CNA in high school, So, cool. and then I just worked my way up. So I've been doing traveling for 17 years, just about.
0: No kidding. Wow, no shit. So how, how was it during the whole COVID fiasco? Was it just craziness or what? Like you working nonstop?
1: It was very busy. Um, I took a lot of contracts that a lot of people didn't want to take. So, of course, the pay was very high <laughs> and the money was very good. Um, I bought a lot of things. I paid off a lot of things, but it was, it was very busy. I don't think I would want to go through that again.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Jeez. I can imagine. Well, thanks for, thanks for that service. (laughs) That's, that's wild. That's (laughs) awesome though. Okay. Cool. So, so I guess past that. So garden to guts. So you mentioned you use a lot of your, your family's, uh, garden, I guess. What, what was the garden before garden to guts? Was it small or was it as big or? how'd that all work out for you?
1: There wasn't a garden at all. Um, I didn't do any gardening. I used to go to whole food stores and, you know, just buy the organic fruits and vegetables. But once I realized that I was home a lot with the kids and they needed something to do, I'm like, Oh, well I could do this myself. I mean, it just takes a lot of patience, but it's, it's more beneficial because I ended up saving money. And then a lot of the things that I grow, I freeze and I use it throughout the winter time. So it's, it's very convenient for me to grow my own food. And now we ended up moving to a bigger piece of land because the garden ended up getting, you know, too big for the house that I was at. And now that's all we do is garden full time. Wow.
0: That's amazing. So how'd, how'd you learn to garden? just, google or no my grandmother
1: so my family's from st thomas virgin islands and on my grandmother's compound she has i've always known there to be banana trees soursop trees onions anything mango trees anything she could plant it grew in her yard so i grew up naturally just around fresh fruits
0: and picking them every day wow that sounds that sounds amazing It just sounds helpful. <laughs> Just saying it out loud. <laughs> That's cool. So that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. So what's uh what's one of like the easier produces to start growing if you had to suggest somebody starting a garden up?
1: Garlic and potatoes. Those are like the two easiest things to grow. One, because you just take like the head of garlic, you separate it into the six pieces, you stick it in the ground, and you don't do nothing else with it. You literally just come back and seven to nine months, and you have a full head of garlic. And then potatoes, once you see them sprouting, the little roots at the end, after people then left them in their pantry for weeks at a time, you literally just throw them in the dirt and you leave them. And you don't come back again for like another six months and you have a ground full of potatoes. So those are like the two easiest things you can grow without doing anything.
0: Interesting. I didn't realize about that garlic. That, that's pretty interesting, too. We, we were talking last week about, too, how much fresher produce tastes from a fresh garden yeah. compared to, like, these grocery stores. I mean, it's such a big difference. Um, you can almost grow it for, like, flavor instead of, like, growing it big like the grocery stores do or whatever. Correct. Like, especially for for some reason, especially in New York City, for some reason, avocados, they're, like, five bucks a pop given, to, which is awful, Oh, wow. but they deflate after, like, a day. And Because like, it's, it's a lot of, of a it is hymorphos. steroids and the people don't realize
1: that because I did a comparison like with the things that I grew my cucumbers and stuff and then I put it next to a store-bought cucumber and the size difference is like what are they putting in these things?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. That reminds me of uh we were pulling into I think it was like El Salvador some weird port call like we couldn't get off but we had to get stores from there. huh and we got these, we call them Chernobyl chickens because they were like probably bigger than my head, like just the chicken breast itself. <laughs> and like it was, it was kind of gross, you know. Oh wow. This <laughs> doesn't seem natural, you know. That's on the meat side of things, but that's interesting too. That's cool. <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite produce to grow?
1: My favorite would be peppers. Um my husband, he's the one that started growing peppers when we start the whole garden thing. He's from Trinidad. So the first pepper that he grew was the Trinidad scorpion, which is like a very hot pepper. And he grew two big trees and they just overproduced. And I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do with these ridiculously hot peppers? Because it's not something that you could put in food every day because it's so spicy. But when I started researching peppers and I learned that you could take... um the capsaicin from peppers and make ointment or make um, stuff for knee pain and back pain. It's like, okay, I, I kind of like peppers now. So that's something that I have to grow every
0: year. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Are they like the little peppers or are they big ones?
1: Um, The little hot peppers. They're like the jalapenos, oh. scotch bonnets, any hot pepper. We, gotcha. Yeah, we grow.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, uh, so I guess, so how does, how does garden to guts work? So you grow the produce in your backyard, you pick the produce every so often you put it into the meal preps. How's, how's that process work A to Z? I'm so curious by it all.
1: So some of the, some of the produce that I grow, I'm able to freeze and use throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Some of the other ones like eggplants, stuff that are fresh, I use them on a weekly basis. So when people order meal preps, they'll say, Hey, what's coming out the garden this week? Or what can kind I of order this week? And I'd be like, okay, well this is what we have picking. You can use this as a starch, you can use this as your veggie. And I just make meal preps out of them. <laughs>
0: huh. That's cool. So it's like uh I guess people are eating with the season to some extent. Correct. Which I've which I've always heard and read a bunch that it's super healthy to do by also. It is. It sound interesting. Um that's pretty cool. So what's what's the favorite meal prep prep? What's the best seller? Or I guess what's your favorite one? to make? And what's the best selling?
1: The best selling is string beans. People are hooked <laughs>
0: nice. on string beans.
1: My favorite would probably be eggplant french fries because I didn't know I could make french fries out of eggplants until like I started this whole garden thing. And I used to overproduce an eggplants and I didn't know what to do with them until I started Googling, oh, you can make french fries out of them. And my kids love them. So that would be my favorite. But string beans seem to be everybody else's favorite.
0: Oh, man. I'm going to have to try some eggplant uh, french fries. I've never had that. That's a great idea. Mm. That's an easy way to sneak some, some uh, vegetables into your kids' diets, too. It is.
1: <laughs> and they taste just like french fries. Like, I was blown away.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I have to try that. That sounds fun. I'm always thinking about different things to do with eggplant because it's such like a spongy uh, Correct. produce, you know? So that's cool. So I guess were there any uh were there any meal preps you started and like didn't get good feedback or you were like ah that's not and you discontinued? Any any stick out?
1: Surprisingly, no. Um it's always like a surprise with me. People will contact me and say, Hey, can you try this? And I'll be like, Well, I've never cooked that before. And they will be like, Okay, it's okay, I trust you. And I'm like, Okay, so I'll try it, and then I'll get great feedback, and I'm like, whew. I'm just going on prayer at this point, so I haven't had any bad review. Thank goodness. Cool. So
0: that's good. That's good to hear. It, it all looks amazing. I was scrolling on your Instagram, like, <laughs> Garden to Guts, and all the food was making me like hungry. <laughs> I was watching it earlier today too, and I was like, oh, "Man, I'm pretty hungry." <laughs> that looks good. I think my family has
1: has been through all my mistakes because when I was, I never, I didn't know how to cook before. So okay. when I first got married and I was learning how to cook, it's like. There's plenty of times they sat around the table and they just ate it, even though I know it was probably nasty. And they just suck it up and they ate it. And then as I got better, they'll be like, okay, well, add this next time or take this out. So they were my test dummies. And that's how I got to where I am.
0: (laughs) That's good. That's a good way to test. Test on the family first. (laughs) That's the best way to do it. That's funny. I know I just grilled out last night some a couple different things and like they didn't come out as good as I thought, but it was just me and my wife eating. I'm like, that's okay. It's- it's <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> it could be worse. No, that's pretty funny. That's such an interesting uh, founding story though. I always so a lot of these guests I've been talking to on the show, and outside too, just in the, the military connected entrepreneurship circles, basically. It seems like they they start honing in on something they really enjoy. They figure out other people enjoy it too. And then they start figuring out how to make money and right. make a business out of it. And, uh, I, it seems like all the, uh, the connection comes from their A lot of their military experience taps into that, right? Being adaptable, the time management, the leadership skills, right. all that. Uh, what do you, what do you think has, has helped you out from the coast guard experience?
1: Um, being disciplined, I think has helped me with my military background because I still get up at a certain time every morning. I still get up way early. Um, I hit the ground running, working. As soon as I get up, I have to put my hands to something. And just being on a schedule, like every day I make a plan, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to accomplish. And I think that's, that's kind of like how they had me in the military because every day I had something to do. So that's kind of what I took away from that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was a great point. And uh, I've talked about this in length with, uh, I, I used to work in higher education for a few years at, at Fordham University over in New York City with the student veteran population. Okay. And a big thing seeing vets get out um, from like the other side of the seat, you know, after I've like chilled out and like been a civilian for a while, they're always looking to do like 10 things compared to one or right. things at a time. And sometimes that can burn you out, but it's also like part of our grace greatest assets, I think, in our, our community. It's like absolutely just keep going and getting that structure. And yeah, I know when I when I don't have structure myself, I like kind of float aimlessly and I don't do as well, right? Right. Everything. So that's that's interesting. You said that it's cool. So I guess so. For our, our military connected entrepreneurs listening in or non-military connected entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, what what advice do you got for them? What What life lessons have you learned? What mistakes have you made? Losses, big wins, whatever.
1: I would say don't let fear hold you back. I think fear held me back a lot. Um, Being that I started in 2018 and my business is just now taking off. A lot of that is because of me, like nobody else. Um, I didn't think my food was good enough. I didn't think people wanted to eat healthy. I didn't think you know, you can make healthy food taste as good as I make it taste. So a lot of it was restrictions on my own. And once you learn that you have no restrictions, like my husband always tells me, you have no restrictions. Like you can do whatever you want to do. And if it fails, it's not really a failure. It's just a learning curve. So you have to make everything a positive, even the negative.
0: So don't let fear hold you back. That's great advice. I love that. And 110% agree. Failures, it's a good thing. Every business needs to fail at some parts, right? To learn from it. That makes perfect sense. So, all right. So, after that, so how how do we support your business? How am I ordering meal preps from you? What are are people looking for? What's your website? Give us all the details.
1: So, my website is www.gardentoguts.com. We are on all social media platforms TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Garden to Guts. And you can order meal preps on the website as well. And we usually respond with less than 24 hours.
0: Great. That's perfect, Tricia. Well, you're an aspiring story. I hope people tuning in are, are eating healthier and starting to grow veggies or if not eating a ton of garlic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see. But uh, appreciate having you on the show, Tricia. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and your business. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. All right. care. Okay.